Welcome back, everyone, to the Creator Spotlight here on the Spotlight. There he is. He popped out of screen for a second. He's back in. Speedball Mike Bailey is here with us. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. I had a day off yesterday, uh, despite being on the it. road and traveling for like 15 days straight. I'm not home, though. I am currently in San Francisco uh, in a hotel room where I'll be staying for the next few days until my seminar on Thursday and then show on Friday and then I just keep going after that. Uh, man, you you 100% deserve a day off because you did about 15 matches at uh, WrestleMania weekend. And then, like a madman, you turn around the next week and you're wrestling Minoru Suzuki. Like, so, what? Hold on now. It, it was it was nine in three days. You don't have to exaggerate and say 15. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like nine in three days is enough. We don't need to, to, to add anything extra. But yeah, um, so those nine matches were in Dallas, Texas, and then... Uh, we drove up, Veda and I, we drove down together to from Texas, then we drove up to Pittsburgh, then I wrestled for Enjoy in Pittsburgh, and then we flew to San Francisco, where I wrestled Minoru Suzuki, and that's my last two weekends. Madman. It's been so, been, been so much fun as a fan watching all this, man. Like, all, uh, the, the whole, yeah, for sure, the whole, the whole collective week, all the stuff you got going on in Impact Wrestling. Um, Jeremy, where do you want to start with this? Uh, because we'll, we'll kind of go by what you, what you want to go with. <clears throat> I mean, let's start with the match with, with Alex Shelley at Impact uh, Multiverse of Matches. And, you know, how, how are you feeling about that match? And what do you think of that overall? Because I know there was a, a lot of lists that, that came out and like three of your matches made, made the top five. Uh, and I know Alex Shelley, the match with Alex Shelley was up there as well. That's right. I had my very own section in the river thing where you had like, AW, Ring of Honor, Speedball. And uh, <laughs> so that was pretty neat to see. But so um, I was going so hard for those three days, just taking it match by match, trying to get from venue to venue, just completely on autopilot, fully focused on whichever match I had next. Um, it took me a few days after the fact, like think about it. And, you know, look at some photos and watch the match back and go, man, I wrestled Alex Shelley, which is obviously someone that I've been, like, following their career and paying attention to for the better part of the last 20 years or so. And to finally get a solid singles match on a huge platform with him was absolutely amazing. And that is truly a good way to describe the whole experience of being back in the U S and wrestling for impact for me. It's getting to do all those things that I've been wanting to do for so long. And I'm glad it's working out so well for now. Yeah. Well, and speaking of, you know, you got some big stuff coming up with impact wrestling. Uh, you, you've really been highlighted heavily since joining the promotion. Like you came in, uh, you, you pinned Ace Austin, like right away. Uh, once joining impact wrestling, now we're getting to a point where we got a big triple threat X division match coming up. You Trey Miguel and Ace Austin, um, how are you preparing for this, and uh, how excited are you to mix it up with these two guys? Because th that's so much talent, the three of you in the ring together. It absolutely is. Um, the X Division is so stacked right now, and I feel like it's me, Ace, uh, and Trey being in the match. is it, It's us, but it could be anyone right now because that division is so stacked. Um, there's a lot going into this match. Ace and I have a very complicated relationship. Um, so I expect that to play out. And Trey is, of course, on top of his game. 
and absolutely amazing and just a world-class performer. But how I've been preparing, I mean, I've had uh, 11 matches in the past two weeks. And, you know, I always feel like when, whenever I have a weekend and shows like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the first one is always my worst match. Because even though like I've only had four four days off maybe, it just takes me that one match to fully get back into it. And then once I've done that first one, I am in the zone for Saturday and Sunday. But I've been wrestling so much recently. And knock on wood, I am healthy and injury-free. So I feel like I am fully prepared, completely in my zone. And just this is the best possible preparation I could have for the one of the biggest, the biggest opportunity of my career so far. Um, and also... Before then, before Rebellion on 23rd, I'll be wrestling Moose for the Impact World Championship at Revolver. So that is a big opportunity. I could be coming into this exhibition title match with the Impact World Championship. And wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't even have to do option C. Would you be right on top of things? Uh, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot. And it's a lot to focus on. But I do believe that that X Division world title match will be my greatest showing by that. You you can do the, the reverse option C, become the world champion and then become the X Division champion afterwards and have both the belts. I can do it all, yeah. The world is my oyster. <laughs> do you feel like there's any more more pressure or how do you feel about the relationship with Impact that they trust you so much with all of these opportunities that uh you know you're wrestling all these matches, WrestleMania weekend, you're about to face Moose and a for the Impact title on a company that's not Impact, and you're right in there in the X Division. I mean, you just signed with them at, at the start of the year, and you're already having these big matches, big opportunities. Like, what's the relationship like and the trust level there with you and Impact? I feel like it's a very fair relationship. I mean, uh, they like I, I don't I don't think there's any sort of. Uh, like force behind them, they could put me in any position and I would still stand out in the same way I am doing right now. Uh, I am extremely grateful for the opportunities I'm given, but I can't imagine like where they could possibly put me, who they would possibly have me wrestle, that it wouldn't be uh, a notable performance. Because again, the Impact roster is so stacked and there's so much happening right now. And I am extremely confident in my ability to deliver consistently exciting performances so i mean i think i think it's a mutually beneficial relationship i feel like it's only fair and i feel like i will keep giving it my all yeah and one thing that i really like about you is kind of the consistency like when you see you on impact it's like the same speedball that we see everywhere else and you're such an exciting guy to watch like i loved your match with ninja mac for instance like that was like all over the place, some stuff I've never seen before. Uh, your match against Cole Radrick at Unsanctioned Pro during the collective was my favorite match of the whole collective weekend. All wow. shows. That, that was my you're, you're welcome. Yeah, I, you, I mean, I thought it was incredible stuff. Um, I, I wanted to ask you two, it's a two part question. First part, um, why did you choose Brass Monkey for your entrance music? Because I think that's a great theme song, and also. How did you come up with the idea to kick the fans' hands when they go for high fives? I think that's really cool also. Okay, so uh, those are very good questions. So the Brass Monkey thing, um, I didn't have a theme song at the time, and the the person that was doing the music at C4 Wrestling, which is where I started using it, was kind of like, 
what's your theme song? I was like, I don't know. Just pick something for me. And so he picked Brass Monkey, which I love because it does not sound like a professional wrestling theme song at all. It doesn't have that big, like, kicks in and gets the energy going with some big, you know, drums and guitar. No, it's very, like, chill in a funky way, which I really feel is different, which is what I how I try to make my wrestling feel. I don't want to have, you know, the, I know I, I bring a unique skill set to professional wrestling and I want to highlight that. Um, and then the, the kicking the hands and stuff is uh, more of a practical thing than you would imagine. So uh, something I learned very early on in my life as a 12 year old doing Taekwondo competitions is that Warming up is important, but warming up too much is counterproductive. And I have been burned one too many times by warming up, getting ready to go, breaking a sweat, feeling loose, being ready for the match, and then hearing the announcer on the mic go, and now time for the ruffle. And then having to wait another 10 minutes and then cooling down before going out and, and having to warm up again. So now what I try to do is warm up as close to my match as possible and oftentimes that is during my entrance so trying to throw as many kicks as possible within that very short period of time is tantamount to me being ready to wrestle when the bell rings i mentioning your your, your kicking <laughs> style and one one way that stood out was at blood sport against uh you uh, Yoya Yumora, and it was a very much a, a striker versus grappler battle there. Like, who influ What kind of influences do you have with the with the kicking style? And then putting that match together, being in blood sport where your kicking can can stand out, going against a grappler like Yumora. Yeah, so um, I started doing taekwondo, which is a striking based martial art, mostly kicks when I was uh, 11 years old and I've since done boxing. My, while I've learned a lot of grappling through professional wrestling and you know, dabble here and there, uh, strike, my striking is where I'm, I'm best. I mean, if you've seen any of my matches, uh, it stands out quite a lot. Uh, and I think that the, the whole blood, typically from the, those shoot style tournaments, and I've been, I've been part of uh, Ambition in WC, which is also shoot style, and it's very grappling heavy. Of course, people are professional wrestlers they're used to the grappling and to really get to bring that striking out and, you know, focus on that aspect really makes me stand out because there's a, not a lot of people that can do it quite like I can. Um, I remember one of my favorite shoot style matches I ever had was me versus uh, Axel Didier Jr., who was known as Mar Marcel Barthel for a while, who is now known as... Oh, I, they what? just changed his name on Friday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, Ludwig. Ludwig. Correct. Is it Ludwig? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jensen. Yeah. The, the non WWE fan knows. I know. I, I, I watched SmackDown this week. Yeah, I watched SmackDown this week. Yes. Uh, regardless, so he was an, an amateur boxer as well. So we got to basically just open hand slap box for an entire fight. And that really stood out because, um, again, all the other, the rest of the ambition tournament was just, just grappling. But that was one of the most fun matches I've ever had. And I was glad I was able to recreate that with Yuya, who is a Greco-Roman wrestler, and really try to keep him at bay with the kicks and then have him catch me with the grappling, I thought made for a really fun mix of styles. Well, and, you know, you do more than just kicks. I mean, you do so much different stuff. Like, 
in your matches. You, you, stylistically, you're kind of all over the place, which I think is really entertaining as a fan. How did you come up with your finishing moves, the ultimate weapon and the flamingo driver? Because I think they're both badass finishers, and I want to know why you have chosen those moves to use. Uh, okay, so that's a great question, and uh, I'll be doing – this is something I cover extensively in seminars, but how to find a finisher. So the shooting star knees started with me probably like 10 years ago, messing up a standing backflip 450. So I – Stand up, do a backflip, and land with my back on the guy, right? But I messed it up, and I landed with my knees on the guy. And then I asked him after the match, oh, no, I messed that up and landed with my knees on you. How, how did that feel? And he was like, oh, it was okay. I'm like, okay, maybe it was cool. Maybe I, you know, keep doing that. And then I was doing a shooting. I was using a Phoenix Splash as my first ever finisher, but doing it so often, it started to have be a lot of, you know, pressure on my wrist. So I started using a shooting star press, which is, like, less impact on the rotation. But then after a while, like I want, I didn't want to use the press so much. I wanted to use it from a different position. So I started doing a shooting star press to the back of the person. And then uh, I thought, why don't I mix the two a little bit? And, you know, went from the back with knees to the shooting star to the back to doing the knees to the back. And then, you know, that being the coolest thing I did had to be my, my finishing move. Uh, the Flamingo Driver came with me putting my fiance veda scott in just weird submissions to uh, hang around and i just sat her up on the top rope and locked you know locked her up and i was like oh this is pretty cool and uh i was doing it at a rev pro show where colt cabana was just watching as we were messing around and he was like he said it he said oh flamingo driver because the legs are crossed in the back so colt cabana named that move but the uh the real reason why anything of mine becomes a finisher is because it's cooler than anything else that I do. So it you know, works its way up the chain and becomes a finisher. Which I think the mistake that a lot of pro wrestlers make is deciding that a move is going to be their finisher because of you know a pun or whatever, or when really a move should be used as your finishing one because it's the biggest thing to do and because it works well in that position. Uh, a stand-up match from from WrestleCon or from WrestleMania weekend was at WrestleCon against Bandito, where you guys took home the bonus money, and fans are literally throwing money at you guys at the end of the match. Like, how does that make you feel when the fans are just throwing money at you guys after uh, after oh, the match is over? Fantastic, of course. <laughs> uh, Bandito and I are now three for three in getting money thrown in the ring uh, after our matches. The first one was in Germany, then at. Uh, the main event of Bola Night One at PWG, and now again at WrestleCon, which they threw the money, and then we won that bonus, uh, as voted by fans, match of the night, five thousand dollars, which of course feels fantastic, uh, especially given that I have a wedding, I'm uh, planning a wedding, so the money is going to go to that, and it's going to be very helpful. So I'm extremely grateful for that. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Bandito is definitely one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. And anytime we get a drink together, just we make fireworks and it's fantastic. And I'm glad that everyone else enjoys me wrestling Bandito as much as I enjoy wrestling Bandito. Well, you know, you mentioned you got a wedding uh, coming up and you mentioned her uh, a little earlier. How what's it like having Beta around? Like, how much does that help with her like support? And I know you're at a lot of the same shows and stuff as well. Yes, uh, couldn't do it.
I I actually could not. Due to mostly necessity, of course, in the, uh, well, majority of our relationship, they lived in the U.S. and I could not come to the U.S., so we had to sort of structure our career and tours around being able to be together, whether that was, you know, us setting up a tour together in, in Europe or in Japan or uh, having them come to Canada and wrestling there. Um, it's, of course, like logistics-wise has been extremely helpful as well as being able to like bounce ideas of each other for professional wrestling. Um, this is this is a long one, so I'm hoping it won't eat up all the time. But I think coaching in professional wrestling is something that's very lacking. You have trainers, but there are very little, very few people that actually get like follow up by who trained them throughout their career, and where you get advice from people that know and understand you and try to push you in the right direction and have the same view of wrestling that you do. I was very lucky. My older brother wrestled as well, and we had that earlier. And I was able to, you know, once he stopped wrestling, I was able to keep that relationship going with Veda. And we're always very honest and trusting in our feedback to one another and ideas of how to, what to do with our career and what we should do and in which direction we could take, taste things. And in, in terms of matches, what worked and what didn't. Um, and now, uh, that Bandito match Veda was doing commentary for the the whole the WrestleCon shows as well as uh, you know eight other shows during that whole that whole weekend and now having their 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 voice uh, on my matches and having Veda tell my story as I'm wrestling just makes me so much more motivated because I know that the match is going to be made so much better. Um, because again, they're an incredibly passionate and dedicated commentator, and they, you know, they will make every show that has their voice even better. But to have them on my matches, given the close relationship that we have in life and also in professional wrestling, just makes everything so much better. Fans, you guys can check out uh, Speedball Mike Bailey Thursdays, Impact, uh, 8 o'clock on Access, and then uh, through Impact on, on YouTube as well. He's challenging for the X Division title, Impact Rebellion, on April 23rd. Speedball, where can the fans find you at? Uh, I'm at Speedball Bailey on Twitter and Instagram. I am on twitch.tv slash speedballbailey, where I stream and watch uh, the best professional wrestling matches that I can find on the internet. I have a vlog on my YouTube, uh, just Speedball Mike Bailey on YouTube. Um, but the best thing you can do if you would like to support me is go on YouTube, go on Impact's YouTube, watch that match I had with Alex Jelly. It's there. It's free. You can go watch it right now. And if you do like it, if you enjoyed the match, if you thought it lived up to the expectations, then tell your friends, share it, make a tweet, make a Facebook post with the link and tell people, hey, this match was really good. It's out for free, and you can go and watch it. I do encourage everyone to check out uh, Speedball on Twitch when you guys are watching matches and talking about them. It's really fun. Anytime I have time and I see you guys are streaming, I pop on there. and just it's I enjoy listening to you talk. Yes, the best part is always when people come in with their own matches and are like, hey, yeah. well, can you watch my match? That is always the best, and uh, we have a lot of fun. You know what? I've actually uh, I've actually met fans that discovered you through Twitch before they'd ever seen you wrestle before, and then they became fans of you after. So I think that's really cool too. That like the gaming world, like people that don't even watch you wrestle, become fans of your wrestling through Twitch. That's really cool too. So yeah, it's absolutely. I started Twitch uh, during the pandemic when I just 
was at home and wanted to, you know, reconnect with the wrestling community, but getting to go on shows and then go on Twitch and talk about those matches and talk about the matches that happened in the weekend has just been the greatest time. I, I've been off for the last week because I've been traveling so much, but I am, I really miss it and I'm hoping to get back on it as soon as I can. Well, you deserve a break after everything you've done over the past 10 days. I don't here. want a break. I wish I had more <laughs> time. Sivo, <laughs> we appreciate you joining us. Thank you again. Uh, again, Impact Rebellion, April 23rd, X Division Championship, Speedball, Ace Austin, Trey McGill. Trey Miguel, thank you, Speedball. We'll be right back here on the spot.